welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk About X podcast. In our small but cozy studio here in the basement of the X building, we invite students and experts to join us to discuss topics that are interesting for you, the students of TU Delft. My name is Joseph. And my name is Heath. And today we are shifting our focus from the outside world back to our grand and ever so industrious university. Specifically, a possibly unbecoming little building behind the civil engineering and geosciences faculty. If you manage to get inside, you'll find a hall full of transdisciplinary students soldering, machining, and designing away the cars, boats, planes, and even exoskeletons of the future. If you haven't figured it out already, I'm of course talking about the Dream Hall. We've invited two guests today, Sanagers and Axel Struve. Thank you uh, for being here, guys. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Yes, thank you so much. So I think the best place to start is to ask, what is your connection to the Dream Hall? Can you give us a bit of a description about yourselves? Who would like to go first? Sure. Yeah, um, yeah I'm Sanne Gijs. Uh, I entered the Dream Hall around 2017. So then I started um, at the team of Nova Electric Racing, and I became a technical part of the team. Uh, the year after, I joined as well, but then on the management side of the team. And uh, yeah, I couldn't really resist going back. So uh, someone invited me to become the kitchen officer. And so I said yes, because I wanted to see it from another side and help out still. And then this year, um, a position came free for the operations manager. And I really wanted to do it. So uh, I immediately said yes. And that's where you are now, operations yeah, exactly. manager. Can you give a bit of a description of what Nova Electric Racing is? Because I think even for the, some of the students who may not be familiar with some of the dream teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, it's a, a team that builds an electric motorcycle. We used to do bioethanol-based bikes. But then uh, in the seventh year, we switched to an electric uh, motor and batteries. And um, yeah, we started racing on a European level. And um, after that, we... Uh, started racing on Asse and yeah, um, it's a, a little a relatively smaller team compared to the rest. Uh, we were with 20 to 25 people, a lot of part-timers, and uh, yeah, we managed to be to uh, win some races, which was really cool. Fantastic, cool, and maybe just one even if I can pull even one uh, more step back. Um, we're talking about these dream teams, already a cool example. But maybe, Axel, before you introduce yourself, what, what are dream teams actually, for who uh, might not have heard of it? Uh, dream team is an abbreviation for Delft Dream Realization of Extremely Advanced Machines, uh, meaning that you take a gap year in where you can develop yourself, your technical skills and your project management skills um, to really put your knowledge to the test and, and uh, see what the Delft University of Technology students can do by building uh, the transports of the future, or even exoskeletons, or uh, more and more teams uh, are uh, evolving uh, each year. So that's a very exciting uh, development. Yeah, cool. Okay, thank you. And, <laughs> and Axel, what, what do you do then? Yes, uh, my name is Axel Struve, and I'm this year's team manager of EcoRunner Team Delft, uh, one of the dream teams in the Dream Hall this year. And we, uh, were, we are working on designing, uh, producing, testing, and racing the world's most efficient hydrogen-powered city car. Um, and we use that car to prove our, our message that the transport sector uh, can be extremely efficient, green and cheap. If we focus on efficiency and, and the use of green fuels above, for example, comfort. Okay, 
clear. Wow, thank you. And um, maybe Sanne, for you, how many of these uh, yeah, dream teams are there uh, currently? At this point, there are five teams in our yeah. in the hall. Because there was kind of a big uh, mix-up, maybe for everyone to uh, understand, because there were before there were more teams, right? Yeah, there were. There used to be twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Before and Corona. Yeah, and then the the dream hall said, "Okay, we want to." Uh, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to rewrite their policy. They yeah. wanted to fix some things about the building, and then Corona came in, and I think they just saw it kind of coming together to yeah. say, "Okay." We're going to get a clean start off. And then um, with this new policy, the teams had to um, kind of uh, show the TU Delft that they were up for the challenge and they were still relevant in, in terms of society, in terms of, of, of helping the energy transition. Th- those kinds of terms uh, would, would uh, come up to play. Um, and they just evaluated which teams would still were still suitable for that, for that vision of the TU Delft. Um, and only five teams remained. Because a lot of these teams have been around for a long time, right? Like yeah. I, I know that they've been existing for for years beforehand. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, when did it first start? Maybe when we're talking about years beforehand. Uh, the first. I uh, think dream uh, team uh, the first dream teams were Formula Student and uh, the Solar Team. Yeah. yeah. Not sure. I um, think so too. But I think th- and they started working in the basement of uh, mechanical engineering faculty, and then. Um, uh, Wim Thijssen, like the, the founder of the Dreamall, basically, he recognized that those were really cool projects and they shouldn't be that stashed away somewhere in a filthy basement, so to say. And he recognized that the civil engineering faculty still had a, a, a hall that was relatively unused and he started putting those teams in that hall. And from that point on, he kind of kept adding teams, kind of bullying away the actual <laughs> students and, and faculty staff of silver engineering still working there. <laughs> And at some point, I feel like they just accepted that that was the student team hall, so to say, later dubbed as the dream hall. Yeah. I think it's 20-ish years back. Yeah, and they moved around 2006, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. I I think uh, that the most interesting part to me with regard to this and and exercise in the story that you described as well with the initiative is how independent the students are uh, with this entire project. it, it seems that this is an entirely student-run thing. Each team is, is all independently done by the students of TU Delft. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's kind of the, the goal to have them be very autonomous, to mm-hmm. let them explore what they can do and have them develop on themselves. And we are only, as a dream all, we're there to support, but we don't interfere in any of their, their plans or their plannings or anything. We let them do that themselves. And that's kind of the strength, I think, also from that place, is that they're free to do what they want mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not told what to do. Yeah, so we are not directly connected to the TU Delft as a meaning that they can tell us what to do. Um, in a sense, the, dream, the, the TU Delft is our biggest uh, sponsor slash partner uh, because they provide us with a place to work, to study, to, sorry, to, to work in offices and in our workshops to actually build the car. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the things they provide us is the machines on we c- in which we can produce every single part of the car ourselves, um, which is really cool, of course. But that is what they provide us with. And mm-hmm. then we have, of course, there are some terms as to, as I said previously, like as what we have to show uh, in order to still be in the dream hall. Yeah. And the only thing the university could do in worst case scenario is just say, okay, it's not working anymore. And then just tell us to find another place to work. Mm-hmm. And that happened to some of the teams. So uh, the solar team previously mentioned, uh, Formula Student team. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Forza. 
and Aero Delft. Yeah, so there's those four teams are still out there, and Nova, Nova Bike as well, well, but they yeah. they they joined uh, a partner of theirs, yeah, I exactly. think, to to find a place. Yeah, yeah, these teams were mature enough to stand on their own legs, and in the dream, all we want to uh, be kind of an incubator for new teams and have that kind of innovation and newness in the teams as well and yeah. support the teams that are still in that startup phase in that sense. So so the goal of the Dream Hall is indeed then to produce teams that can go on afterwards as well. It's not supposed to be a residency for the entirety of their l- like livelihood. It's supposed to you progress after. Yeah, if no. they want to, they can. Okay. So in the new policy of the Dream Hall, um, it states that if a team enters the Dream Hall, they get five years of housing okay. in the Dream Hall. Mm-hmm. And if they are shown to be to be big enough and innovating enough to stand on their own feet, then they are effectively removed from the Dream Hall to continue on their own so that they can make room for new innovations, right. new startups. Yeah. New yeah. For and example, uh, oh sorry. Yeah, we have the uh, a new Dream Team this year. It's called Epoch. It's, uh, it's about AI, so they don't actually produce anything, mm-hmm. but they enter programming competitions, which is um, one of the new uh, like things that the, the university wants to excel in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they also want to provide that opportunity for computer science uh, students, for example, to, to join such a team. Um, so that's, for example, a new team that started this year to, to really develop and see whether they can grow into a larger scale and um, maybe in five years make room for another initiative. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and anyone can start a dream team. Yeah, when you have a cool plan and some fellow students, uh, then you can uh, come to you and uh, convince yeah, them. Uh, that's absolutely. That's yeah. actually an interesting question. So what would it take for a student of TU Delft to get their idea posted up in the dream hall? Well, first, just come by for a conversation. Okay. There are a few requirements, but it's mostly about it should fit with the teams of the TU Delft. Uh, it should be new and challenging, of course, mm-hmm. and it should be run by students entirely. So you need to gather a team, of course, set up a Google, find a nice tournament or championship to participate in. And, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I feel like I have a measurable... Um, Output like yeah, a, a output standard at the, fin- at the end of the year, so that can be either a race or a world record attempt, or mm-hmm. could be anything. But you have to have something that the that you're that you working show off towards. Yeah. You can't yeah, exactly. just show up with a drawing and say we want to make this. Yeah. Okay. And and maybe because of course a lot of students are listening and they might already get enthusiastic. Uh, okay, maybe this is something for me. And of course you're also here because uh, you're always recruiting new students that want to get involved. To get kind of an overview, we already talked about APOC, the uh, artificial intelligence team. We have the EcoRunner uh, team, so hydrogen, efficient hydrogen racing. What is there more? Can we kind of together see if we can complete the picture of everything that uh, that is happening? Yeah, so I'm going to look to Sonna. There are five pointers for the policy of the Dream Hall. Do you know them by heart? What do you mean? So there are five core values that they want to fill up with the f- with the teams that are in the hall. So one is AI, one is like body and health, something oh like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. One is um, transport, I think. One is uh, the energy transition, and one is climate. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, those are the I five. I think teams. those are the five. So you have Epoch yeah. for AI. You have uh, Project March, which builds the exoskeleton for people with uh, paraplegia. So that's body health. Um, then you have the energy transition, which is kind of eco-runner, but kind of, for example, Hyperloop as well. But then you have uh, the uh, Delft Hydro Motion team building the hydrogen boat. Together with them, Hyperloop and ourselves, eco-runner, we form the transport 
pointer. Yeah. Um, and it's all yeah, it's all kind of covered in those in those five pointers. Um, and that's also what they looked at by choosing the five teams that are in the Juma right now. Um, so there are plenty of other teams that can fill some of these pointers, but then you would double those pointers, so to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just saw the opportunity to see which team was the most relevant or right. which team still needed the help of the Dream Hall. Trying to, to maintain survive. Yeah. a balance yeah. of yeah. the different goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And then outside of the Dream Hall, we have, of course, the uh, the Brunel solar team. Yes, uh, Brunel it is, uh, now, yeah. Today mm-hmm. is the... the the solar-powered car, we have yeah. the hydrogen racing car, Forza. Forza. Yeah. Um, uh, Aerodelf. Yeah, oh, so the they build, so they're building the, the, first, the world's first hydrogen-powered airplane. Yeah. Um, and then Novabike, of course. Yeah. Still uh, the electric motorcycle. Yeah. Formula and uh, Formula student, student Team Delft, yeah. yeah the, exactly. the electric Formula racing car. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wow, a really complete uh, mobility. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. It's, it's interesting to hear the diversity of the themes of the different teams. Um, so th- does this translate then to diversity within the teams as well? Uh, what I mean by my question is, for the students who are listening, is there a place for them there? Like, would every aspect of TU Delft's faculties be covered? If depend, Like, regardless of where you're coming from, can you find a place at the Dream Hall? Definitely. Yes, Uh I don't know about how it is in the staff, but if you want to join a team, then you just have to apply. It's like mm-hmm. basically like a regular job application, and the teams hire the best people. And it doesn't matter from which faculty, country, what your skin color is, etc. It's just we simply hire the best people. Um, and if that happens to be you, then congratulations. Yeah, and it's also a place to new to learn new skills. Yeah. So if yeah. you're not really uh, per se, uh, an expert in a certain mm-hmm. area, but you mm-hmm. still want to develop that skill, then you can, for example, as an electrical engineer, become a PR manager if that's something you would really like to do. So it's not per se that you have to follow what you study. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can, of course, put your theory and all that you've learned yeah. into practice. That's also a very nice opportunity to be there. But um, yeah, it's also a way to explore your new options. Yeah, so we, for example, have uh, an industrial engineer student working on our structures, for example, mm-hmm. simply because mm-hmm. he was that motivated, energetic, and, and really wanted to find out the other side of the engineering world, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because of his drive, he was hired, and it, it, it works. So Yeah, I, I also uh, had a friend back in, so I studied computer science, second year computer science, who mm-hmm. joined Silverwing at the time. Yeah. And uh, despite having zero uh, experience with electrical engineering, t- only on the software side, she became the, the main designer of their PCBs and their circuit yeah. boards. Yeah, yeah it's, it seems like an amazing environment to actually, like you described, Sana, to, to learn brand new skills. And it's just about your passion, your drive to do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the thing is, if you if you already studied the right study for your um, wanted or desired function, you might have a slight head start. But of course, in the example yeah. of building a car, nobody in the beginning really knows how building a car works. Yeah. So even though yeah. you might have done mechanical engineering, you still start from scratch. So um, in the end, really, the motivation behind it is the key factor to whether you are hired in a team or not. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's another beautiful thing about it being an entirely student-driven uh, uh, innovation is that it's it, we're all students. It's all an equal playing field in, in many ways. And of course, you mentioned that people study maybe more esoteric fields. But having that lack of experience almost levels the playing field for everybody, giving everyone an opportunity to actually learn new things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you Amazing. also have different kinds of roles within a team. So it can mm-hmm. be either management, that can be divided in finance, planning, 
all that kind of stuff. You have uh, people that should be doing the PR, and then you have the technical team. So, yeah, there's a bunch of different roles within that uh, kind of structure, which all need to be fulfilled mm -hmm. in order to have a successful team. So how does it work with dedicating time to the dream teams? How manageable is it for the students out there who are now, I, I presume, strongly considering calling up Dream Hall and finding out more? <laughs> uh, is it something that they can do along with their studies? Is it something they should take some time off and dedicate to? Like, How would you advise to approach this in terms of scheduling and planning? Uh, for us, it's, it's predetermined. We have full-time positions and part-time okay. positions. Full-time means at least 40 hours a week, so you just okay. have days from nine to five, basically. But... Um, because you don't have to, like, you don't have any responsibility uh, to, to somebody above you. You don't have to deliver to somebody except yourself, basically. Right. And that creates, uh, uh, like, internal motivation to keep going, keep pushing, to keep building it better and more. And, and so it's, it's more than 40 hours a week, but let's say 40. Uh, so it's a full-time job. So it's, it's not, not recommended to do any studies next to it. Mm -hmm. And you have part-time, and that's uh, 16 hours, so two days. And part-timers do uh, follow study courses the next week. Yeah, and it's also up to personal preference and what you would like to get out of the year. Yeah. And it yeah. also kind of depends on the role you want to fulfill in the team. Some roles are just meant to be full-time and others can be done part-time. Yeah, of course. Maybe uh, another track, because, uh, of course, with these teams, you try to uh, set an example of what technology can do, what a future could look like. Uh, when you're looking at the outside world, do we already see the effects and the impacts that the, the dream teams made over these years? Um, an example that comes to mind is, is Hard Hyperloop. You may have heard of it. It's like a, it's, I don't know if it's still considered a startup, but it's, uh, it's a company uh, based in Delft, which uh, originated from the people who uh, started up Delft Hyperloop, one of the dream teams. And they just continued their vision, and they're now the one of the leading companies, I think, in Europe. I, I don't know the specifics, um, actually developing the Hyperloop system, uh, getting funding from the government, stuff like that. So that's uh, that's out there. I think um, Lightyear is also a direct effect of... Yeah, Eindhoven uh, Dream Team uh, was Lightyear. So Lightyear yeah. is like the so the Dutch solar car, some of the yeah, listeners exactly. might have heard of it. It's really, uh, I think, one of the most, uh, one of the Dutch car builders with the most potential. So that's really cool. Yeah. You have uh, Zap, a startup also in Delft that's going quite uh, well with uh, they have fuel cell uh, technology that they're selling. So I guess I already al also already agreed yeah. upon the answer that we definitely see it. I think yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's cool. And uh, companies, like, uh, do they listen to you when you say, okay, you shouldn't build a big SUV, but an efficient hydrogen uh, car? Uh, uh, the really big companies don't really tend to listen in the first place. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Um, we, um, we, we spread our message mainly within the sustainability sector. So a lot of our, our partners at Ikron are already follow the same vision. Um, and we know that it's really hard, ex especially for the big players to convince them to, to change their ways, even though we do know that, uh, the entire society is screaming them too. So we feel like, uh, we should, we should, help that along as well but what we mainly try to do and i think that goes for a lot of dream teams is just just to show the world what could be possible and and yeah. uh, try to spread that message as widely as possible eventually also reaching the big companies um so that is that is that is the hope um and yeah 
let's hope they're they're listening at some point. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah, maybe a follow-up question also um, where I was kind of also going. Like companies, obviously your partners find this really uh, important. Um, and I guess this is also a large part of the reason why this is possible. Because you build all these beautiful uh, machines and there must go a lot of money uh, into this. So you are completely sponsored, right? With true companies. Yes, so... Uh, you have uh, you can be sponsored in multiple ways, either just financially, or you can you can ask companies like, "Hey, I need this very complex part for our car, um, and we don't really have the capabilities ourselves to build it s- simply because the part is too complicated or way too expensive to build." Um, and then you just have to go around calling these companies who are capable of building it, try to make deals to make sure that you can actually afford it. Um, but yeah, basically the entire car is is financed in one way or another by companies that that help us, that see our initiative and, and want to help us along and see see future in it. Uh, so as, as Son already said, next to the engineering, there's also an operations department, the PR, the partnerships, the business side of it, um, whose whose main goal is to, to to finance the project because without that, it would of course not not be possible. So yeah, partners are a very big part of uh, of such a project. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it is the environment like at the actual Dream Hall itself? Is is there much collaboration between Dream Teams? Is there much communication between uh, Dream Teams? How how is it uh, on on a day to day basis between the different interactions between teams at the Dream Hall? Um, I think it very much depends on uh, the group of people you're talking about. Like the engineers tend to really live in their own bubble and just okay. engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I know for a fact that the management side of it is much more coherent. So I'm, me, myself, as a team manager, I have a lot of contact with the other team managers. Uh, and together with us, we have a lot of contact with the Dream Hall managers as well, the SANA, to make sure that everything runs smoothly within the hall, for example, as well. Um, and we do really try to build up a good bond between the teams to make sure that if we need something, we can just ask other teams. Like that. I think that's an atmosphere that you should uh, you should always strive for. We're not we're not competitors of each other, you know. We're not yeah. in the same competition. Yeah. So, so um, I think that's really cool. I don't know if you feel the same way, but but I yeah, feel that definitely. atmosphere is in the dream hall that you um, you really want each other to win as well. So the atmosphere is, is is good, and I think especially on management operations level, we have a lot of contact uh, to see how other teams are working and how we can improve ourselves based on how a different team approaches a certain situation. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of going through the same thing all together. Because you're right. doing a project and in a, in the same environment, and I think you you encounter kind of the same problems from time to time. So it's really nice to learn from each other and to be able to discuss that with each other as well. And from within the dream all, we would really we really like to facilitate in that sense because we think there's also a lot of power in that collaboration between the teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It of course, yeah. it really it really seems like from from what I'm hearing that the Dream Hall is is almost an embodiment of what it means to be a university, like seeing this kind of student driven innovation, this this type of supportive environment uh, that's that's so interdisciplinary, studying such a wide range of things. Uh, it, it just seems to embody what TUDEF is trying to put forward. It's 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 incredible that this is here, and still students who don't know about it, who who are mm-hmm. unaware of of what the potential is uh, for them to do within their own study, but also outside of it to learn new things. Yeah, mm. yeah. one one bottleneck in that is is actually the financial side of it. Of because course. Like the, uh, 
what we do there actually doesn't really make any sense considering that we don't get paid or receive any study credits for right. it. So <laughs> right. people doing it, really, you really have to want it to, to develop yourself, mm -hmm. to, to really see what such a huge project looks like up close, basically, mm -hmm. to, uh, to really see what you can do. Um, but it is just simply another year added to your studies, another year of maybe loaning money, etc. So it's it's something to really think about before you enter a year because it's not it's not right now the financial structure that it has right now. Not everybody is capable of doing it, unfortunately. But we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though it's a really good addition to your study course because you get indeed the interdisciplinary uh, experience, you get yeah. the practical experience as well. Collaboration is very important, of course, when you become an engineer and just getting to explore all the different options that you get to do within those teams. <coughs> I think it's very, very valuable, of course, to uh, join a team. So, But indeed, you need a lot of motivation. Yeah. Yeah, and I can maybe, I, I didn't even say before, but I was also part of uh, EcoRunner team uh, last year. So I can mm -hmm. say for myself that I definitely think I, I have learned more uh, last year joining the Dream Team than I did uh, in my study. So yeah. I think there's definitely enough to uh, bring uh, with me to any uh, job that I might yeah. Uh, land. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really big point as well. I mean, how similar this is this environment to a professional one because it's the scale of every every one of these projects sounds uh, enormous <coughs> so are are the skills the the time that you're spending here completely applicable to once you've leave, left the university and ready to start applying to real companies well, i think the experience really helps in that mm -hmm. sense it's um uh, in the team structure sense very similar of course but you're not working to make any money so yeah, it's not yeah. about a promotional sense in that way, but it's more about developing yourself and yeah, making mistakes along the way in order to learn, of course. Um, but the collaboration, of course, is very similar. Um, yeah, seeing the whole structure. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you said. You don't get paid for it. So I think it's an entirely different way of motivating yourself to work. So one of the things that I have learned, it might sound simple, but please, everybody find a job that you're intentionally, that you're really motivated about. Because right. then yeah. you're not only working harder and better, you're just going to feel more satisfied with the work that you that you deliver. Um, I think that's that's one of the, the most important lessons to, to draw from it. Um, and I think, I don't know, it depends on um, what you want to do after after this as well, of course. Yeah. Like I don't think there are a lot of companies working the same way as Dream Team's work. Uh, so I hear a lot from from alumni and people who used to do a Dream Team and are now working in some kind of fancy technical company. And they're saying like, okay, bigger companies are not nearly as well organized as a Dream Team is. <laughs> really, <laughs> true. really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, but it's because you're you're not that big of a team. Like we are, for example, with a bit, yeah. bit over twenty. Uh, okay. Some mm -hmm. some teams have thirty, forty. Um, so that's m that's mostly the average, and the result is that with anything any problem that you might have, you can just walk across the hall, and then there's another part of your team ready to 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 do it for you. Like you know, I um, we have this thing that we want to show through the world. You just I go to my PR people, say like, hey, we built this, we wanna we wanna post it somewhere, and like within an hour, they've created the most amazing graphically designed post about it. it it's fired up on, on, on all five different websites that we have. 
partners respond to it. It, it happens so quickly and, uh, and streamlined that it's uh, you kind of get used to it almost. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I do believe in a sense that that, that level of, of uh, working together is, is rarely reached in, in bigger companies. And I think that the bigger the company is, the, the more difficult it is to reach that, that effectiveness of, of working. Um, but I think that that's what, what makes it even better that we already experienced this now, to, s- to see how we can uh, take that experience to these companies where it might it not it be as <laughs> arranged yeah, as well as it is here. It's a model to you bring forward. You can teach them yeah. how to go. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. I think that's some some way to, to something to bring to the table. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I think also in the professional world, you get to start and you start at the bottom in a big company. So you get experience and maybe in 10 years you get to be on a position that you can be in a dream team. So you have t- the need for less experience and if you really want to, you can get to try in a dream team. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we all need a function in those teams, so they need to be fulfilled. And I think in a company, they want the experts on those positions, of course. So it's a really nice way to get this experience early on. and yeah. Take yeah. a deep dive. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Maybe uh, for you, uh, we're, we're I guess we're almost uh, running to the end. Um, what will the future look like if you can? If there are no limits uh, for you, what will be the future of Eco Runner or uh, or the Dream Hall in general? Um, yeah, for Eco Runner, we have a uh, we have a multi year plan to to grow on to an, to a bit of a larger scale because um, right now we're producing a prototype that's that the we cannot sell, we cannot drive with it on the road legally, and I think that the next step is to build a car that that can. Um, because now people say like, okay, yeah, of course we can build a prototype. That's easy, so to say, uh, to then drive very far. Like, what, what, what do I have to gain from that when I drive away from here? So I think for us, the next step in, in future years uh, is to build a car that can actually um, legally go on the road, um, that you can actually take to go f- get groceries, for example. Um, and use that car to show how efficient it can actually be. Because then, then we've removed every single discussion point, basically. Yeah. And I think that's some something we need to strive to, to show that this is the solution and that no, that everybody clearly sees that it that it is. Um, yeah. There's no more denying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if, if you if you pull up in your uh, in your Hummer truck and uh, y- you you spend this much money on, on on gas or whatever it is you're using. And we compare it to how much money we lose on our hydrogen or any other green future, green fuel the future may hold. Like we may switch at some point as well. It's about promoting the the green future that we believe in. Green fuel, sorry. Um, and then then compa- comparing that, like we have no emission and we spent three euros. And you just uh, uh, drove the equivalent of uh, of one airplane ride to Copenhagen, uh, <laughs> getting here, and it's it, it costs you uh, twenty euros, for example, like those. If we at some point can make that literal comparison, then I think we're doing with something right, basically. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And for you? Yeah, the future of the Dream Hall would of course be to have as many cool teams, being able to facilitate them and helping them to reach their goals and to remain that kind of place where new teams are born, where new ideas are born and where students get to develop themselves. Yeah, thank you. 
That's fantastic. I think we're ready to wrap it up. I want to yeah. say thank you Perfect. again so much. Maybe guys, thank you. one last thing. What would you like to say to the students listening uh, that want to that are enthusiastic? I would encourage you to do uh, something next to your studies. Um, yeah. I encourage you to come to the Dream Hall, but if you want to do something else, uh, let's say um, be in the board of your union, be on the on in in Oras or Leist Beta, for example. Um, do a dream team, do do anything, do an internship somewhere, because you're never going to get the freedom to develop yourself uh, like you have in your study time. And for me, it's it, it feels um, like almost a chance missed if you don't. Mm -hmm. So please dive into it, see if there's anything you like. And, yeah. and uh, if you do, go for it. You won't regret it. Yeah, come by. Yeah. Nice. Come check it out. Okay, so and great advice. And a message to you as well from us, but much smaller, just a thank you for listening. In two weeks, there will be another episode of the Let's Talk About X podcast, so please stay tuned. We're a community-driven podcast, so if you have an interesting topic of which you want to know more about, or if you're an expert yourself on something interesting, please don't hesitate to send us a message via the X to Delft Instagram. See you next time.